Insights to Live By, the podcast, discovering new pearls of wisdom to enrich our lives. Are you using your voice? Who is your tribe? And what more can you achieve together? Hello and welcome to Insights to Live By. I am your host, Matt Zinman. So happy to have you here as we are just closing out the summer. Hope everybody's had a great time. I am so excited to have our guest here today. I, I'll get into it, but she is a speaker, advisor, inclusion advocate, and the newly elevated CEO of Elevate network. Maricela Herrera, welcome to the show. Hi, Matt. So happy to be here. I know. You know, it's funny. We we met uh, at an event with one of my favorite organizations, the Philadelphia Society of People and Strategy, like an elite HR group. They, they kind of put the human back in the H, if you will. And you were on a panel about uh, diversity, inclusion, equity, inclusion, and belonging. And you were sitting at my table. We had a, I was. Right? And uh, I was like, I have to. And then I start tracking you down. You're like, there's some big things going on. And I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. And then I, well, did I know you were in the process of becoming the new CEO? Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, I know. I kept being like, hold on. Yeah, I'll do it. But just things are complicated. No, you're like, this guy's not going to leave me alone. I have to to get on his just needed to figure out how my how my next chapter was going to unfold a little bit of course it's great to see you again now you've been at well let's talk about what uh elevate is let's let's if you can you're probably in a better position to say what it's about than i am so i'll leave that to you cool yeah so elevate network is the largest community for women plus at work and first off to to say what that means. Women plus is a term we use to mean women, non-binary people, and men who are allies uh, to further gender equity. Because we can't really achieve gender equality if we don't, you know, all come together, women, non-binary people, and men. So that's why we use that term and not just women. And what we do is we create safe spaces for our community to come together, talk about work, feel validated, feel motivated, feel seen, get advice from other people who have been in their shoes. I like to think about it as, you know, there's some there's some things when you're at work and you're trying to, you know, become a, you're becoming a new manager or you're trying to deal with some sort of strategy problem or building your business, there's things you can't just google. But right. the reality is, we all go through a lot of the same things. So if we can come together, if we can, you know, help each other out, answer questions, give advice. And the whole point for us at Elevate is, can we get more leaders into position of power that care about their impact in the world? We know women, 90% of what women make goes back to their communities. Women are better leaders uh, during times of crisis. That's research-based. I'm not making it up. And, I would not question you, Maricel. <laughs> and um, so what would happen if we can get more women into positions of power? I truly believe we can create a better world for everyone else. 
Well, you know, one thing I'm really happy about is that, especially since you advocate in part for inclusion, uh, that you're including the guys, you know, yeah. the men who support you. I, I don't I don't feel left out now. So I appreciate yeah. that. And then when you look at building community, uh, I do know you, you do virtual roundtables. You have these elevate squads and local chapters or at different meetings and you you hold uh, space forms. And I will say it's probably easy to remember that since you have bullet points on your website right in front of me here to, to repeat. We try to make it easy. I do, yeah, you do make it easy for sure. Um, but you also are getting into more social issues, which I do want to talk to you about. Um, we're not going to jump right in on that. Uh, but my understanding is that you're you're engaged with employers. This is not a... Uh, though I, I suppose somebody could join individually. Most yeah. of your members are coming through uh, support from their own employers. Is that correct? I would say it's about half and half. Um, we have people who are looking for their community and looking for this support and just come to our website and become members, join and become part of the, of the community. But we also work with companies who want to give this space to their employees. So they you know, can come ask for work, ask to work with us. And we basically become kind of an external arm for their employee resource groups, um, right. particularly the women's resource group. And they have access to everything that we offer. Um, a lot of companies also support us in the more social mission part of what we do by sponsoring our biggest uh, event, which is our annual Mobilize Women Summit. And that's, that's my baby. We can talk about that as uh, so sure. we talk about social issues uh, and why I'm so passionate about it. But uh, yeah, we do work. We, I think we have to work on both sides of the spectrum if we want to create change in the business world. So for us, a lot of it is how can we create change in companies from the inside out? So people who are managers, who are leading teams, we have a lot of power to put a spin in the culture of the workplaces that we are, because it starts with the, with the team, it starts with your the people that you're working with. So that's why we try to do try to do both. Yeah, and you know, uh, again, I want to I want to hold off on the social issue just for a moment or two, right? Because that that is such a I want to be able to delve a little bit deeper into it and not miss out on some of the great work that you're doing. You mentioned ERGs. And I'm not sure everyone knows those are employer resource, employee resource groups, and they come in all different uh, types. I, I think the most typical in recent years would be those for DEI, um, or you can add the B for belonging. And now maybe there's more of a trend that DRGs, ERGs, why, what's wrong with me here, Marisol? <laughs> that they are uh, diversifying in their own right. You know, that it's not, you know, mental well-being is in there and you know certainly um you know individual women's ergs as well what are you seeing yourself in, in those trends you know is this just for the you know the top top companies doing it um you're seeing a massive formation of these uh ergs uh, coming into focus what, what are your thoughts um that's a very good question actually you know what i what i think i have i have a love-hate relationship with ergs i'm not gonna lie Okay. Um, ERGs, I love that companies will hold space for their employees to come together. Great. But usually ERGs are an extra job for people. Right. They're all employee-led. 
Right. They're not compensated for the time they spent and put into it. And they do spend a lot of time to build these groups. And then the other thing is in some organizations, they can become siloed. So then you'll have your women's ERG that's not really interacting with your Latino ERG or right. your LGBTQIA ERG. And so that I think is is where I where I see there's a lot. And like you were saying, mental health, like all of these issues that affect all of them, there's an opportunity for more cross efforts within companies that are not so siloed. Right. Uh, so it's not, I don't think that the answer for companies is to create more. I think it's the, it's to realize that humans are humans. I just published something on LinkedIn yesterday about the biggest aha for companies in the last three years. And really it is that people are people. And so we have all these different aspects of who we are. You know, if you take me, for example, yes, I'm a woman. Yes, I'm a Latina. I'm an expat. There's so many things that can that and layers that come into play that ERGs have to be more connected. And I think the companies that are doing a good job are doing that. Hmm. There's a lot of like large companies that are starting to do that. Salesforce is great at doing that. Um, the other thing about ERGs is, you know, you said, is it the large companies? Is it the leading companies? The, a lot of the smaller companies want to have this, mm. but can't. And that's because they're, again, leaning on the employees to do this, which is, you know, understandable. Right. Uh, but they're not having as much support. And that's that's kind of like where places where like Elevate come in. Like, how do we, how do you help these um, companies to build out their first groups or their first efforts on 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 building those ERGs and 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 yeah. well, I'm just learning about it. I, I didn't think of the the a couple of things that you mentioned. One is if you know if not the employees leading it, then who? Because you right. know you have to have the integrity of the you know the you know what people are gathering for but they should be compensated. And I, I never thought of uh, the cross, you know, that they're siloed. That's another part. But I also, I've, I've spoken to Alyssa DeVere, who's, uh, you may know, she heads up the ELA, which is the main organization. It's, I, I learned it's like a wild west, right, still. So I think some of the things that you're talking about takes the leadership that you, that you have, that, that, that you provide in order to kind of get this, uh, you know, very young, uh you know industry if you will um you know into maturity of some sort and you know when i say compensations for ergs i also mean it's it's like when we talk about flexibility for work so i don't necessarily mean pay them more yes pay them more like if these are people doing more work pay them what they're worth but give them also the flexibility within their roles to have you know acknowledge that they're bringing value by doing something that might not be in their job description right and acknowledge it recognize it give them space to do so give them the flexibility to do so and don't you know measure them with the same stick that you're going to measure people who are not bringing you know extra passion so to speak or extra value really to your company because ergs are insanely valuable in many ways and 
if you see what people are looking for as they're turning into, you know, because the great resignation, the great reshuffle, right. whatever you want to call it, they're looking for these these specific things within their workplaces. They Absolutely. want to feel they belong. And this is a way to know that they belong. So the people who are leading your ERGs are doing a huge amount of your HR work for retention, engagement, inclusion within your company. Yeah, you know, there's a certain way to do it right. And I think a lot of people are, are feeling their way. And uh, again, my sense is that there's very little... Um, leadership in place, you know, outside of the companies to really model how these should, should operate in a, you know, in the best way. And I'm really glad to hear that you guys are also leading the way there. Thank you. Um, so, you know, with Elevate and I guess I've kind of like warded it off, you know, the hot potato issue, right? The Roe versus Wade and everything in and around abortion. And the very fact that you as an organization are taking a stance, right? Because your members are across different ideologies and political beliefs and ethnicity and background. Um, and yet you have to speak for the whole community now as the uh, new CEO. Um, how are you approaching it? How did you approach it with your community? How are you planning on uh, advocating in order to you know move things in the right direction? Oh, so many things here. Uh, so... To take a step back from just Roe v. Wade, what I said at the beginning about Elevate, we do believe our mission, we are a mission-driven company. So we are a B Corp and we put our mission and values first. So the whole point is we're not doing, and I always say, I don't work at Elevate just to get women into the C-suite for the sake of getting women into the C-suite. I work for Elevate because I do believe that if we get that, then we can create an impact in the world. And whatever issue affects women's health, economic power, and future is something that we can't be silent on. Right. Um, we, you know, we, I mentioned Mobilize Women, we create the summit, um, we created it six years ago. And the whole point of this is where we really come into our mission. Here's where we talk about things that we might not talk about every day, um, because most of our day-to-day -day is how do we help people in their well-being within work or in their professional development within work. But the other part is that purpose, like that action, that being connected to something bigger. And Mobilize Women is all about equity, justice, social issues, you know, last this year, we had a whole panel on gender and minorities and the changes that are happening in the law and how that's affecting, you know, in different places in this country. The whole Roe v. Wade thing that people don't realize, and, and yes, our community is extremely diverse and we used to have, how do I wanna put this? We used to have a lot of internal debates with our team on when we would speak up and when we would not. Right. And, you can't do it all. Right. And, but this is certainly an issue that impacts work. Right. So. And that's, and that's the thing, right? Like where do you speak up? Where do you not? And where, and I mean, I mean I'm a big Marvel fan. So to quote some Spider-Man in there. I'm right know, with you. Right, 
with great power comes great responsibility. And if you have a community of more than 100,000 people around the world, that's great power. So. And responsibility. And responsibility. Exactly. So. Yes, um, not all of our community stands with us in necessarily how we view abortion, but they all believe that we need to have access to power. And the only way we can do that, and this is where Roe v. Wade affects the workplace, is the amount of women, and you know, especially if you look at minorities, three x is the death rate for uh bipoc women uh maternal death rate and 11 times is the death rate or death probability for women with disabilities which is something we don't hear that much about but it's huge maternal death rate there and we're talking about health we're talking about access to health care we're talking about access to having control over your economic future so it's not just physically, emotionally, and mentally how it affects women. It also affects our bank accounts. It's in just as much as because you're you know being forced to start a family with resources some people might not have. Right. And 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 you know the U.S. is not providing childcare. It's not providing paid parental leave. It's not providing anything that will then support these growing families that were not necessarily meant to be. Um, so I see it just as much as an equal pay issue, as much as a, you know, paid leave issue. It's yeah, for sure. all interconnected. Right. And I mean, look, um, the nice thing is you're not an outlier here. And, and even the fact that the companies, uh, you know, you don't, you know, what's the ripple effect? You know, it just as things happen, like, oh, I wouldn't think that. But yeah, I mean, a lot of companies are stepping up. They're offering transportation. They're offering, you know, all kinds of different things. Um, maybe childcare is going to be, you know, something down the line that's going to have, a, you know, more of a critical role. Uh, but it, it's, uh, I, I, you know, it's, we could definitely go go deep on it. But I did read the um, memo that you uh, put out um, in part out of curiosity, like, wow, you know, that's such a, you know, tough thing. You know, how do you handle that? Um, what was the reaction when you decided to take a stance from your membership? Um, and how did you handle that? That's a fair <laughs> question. Um, I'm going to give you an insight. You don't have time. Is that... <laughs> uh, yeah. it's, it's kind of. <laughs> so you know, to make the decision of, of putting something out, I think was, was easy. Right. Some of our community was, was asking for it too. Like some of our people were reaching out to us and this is not the only time it happens. It happened um, with the murder of George Floyd. It's happened in other moments in time where they're like, Hey, you again, remi reminder, you have great power, therefore great responsibility. You have to say something. Sure. And, and, and we take our time. To, you know, what are the ripple effects? What, how does it affect women? How does it affect our playing field? How does it affect the workplace? Um, I'm much more vocal about these things that, uh, than I would say the more traditional uh, leaders of our company. So I, I'm, I'm very excited about it. Um, we put it out. Most of the response was great. 
uh, a lot of people were, you know, I'm so happy you did this. I'm so happy you're speaking up. I'm so happy we're, we're putting this together. A lot of people wouldn't have, I think, weren't surprised of our stance. I think we've, we've really created this place. I mean, our keynote speech at Mobilize Women this year was by Planned Parenthood, and it was about the business case for abortion. So, oh. you know, like people weren't surprised. That said, you always have a few people who will reply to your email with a little bit of hate, a little bit of trolling. Um, right. You expect that. It's like it's just kind of par for the course. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. No, I mean, look, it's a right that we, has been in place for 50 years. You know, it's not like you're taking a stance on something that is, you know, some issue that's not been uh, definitive uh, in some way. I mean, you're, you're literally standing up for a freedom that's been taken away. Yeah. And what I, what I don't understand, it's like, we're not saying go have abortions, everyone. What we're saying is you should have autonomy over your body and you should have the right to choose what you want to do, what's best for you and your future and your family. Right. Anyway, I, 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 between you and me, um, what we end up did doing between with <laughs> the people who, you know, did not agree with us. We respectfully thank them for their support um and you know this is where we stand this is our it might not be the right place for you i'm a firm believer that sometimes not everyone is it's not good you know not everything is good for everyone uh, and then we donated money to planned parenthood for each of the ones that we got wow you know another my my first career not many people know this was in communication management and so something like this really fascinates me. And, you know, you know, you're going to get backlash. You're never going to please everybody in this. But I think it speaks volumes that, you know, Elevate as an organization is demonstrating not only just its you know, power and responsibility, but that you do stand up. It's just part of the culture of the organization. It's what people are buying into, whether they agree with some one thing or not. And, and down the road, you know, any number of other things, these, these key issues come up might be ones they do agree with and they'll be very happy that you're standing up for those. So I think that there's, you know, some equal opportunity issues here. Um, and this just happens to be, you know, the one that it is. Anything more that you'd like to say about this topic in well, this, at this point? You know, you mentioned the, that, well, thinking about the memo, what I did want to make sure people are thinking of is not just how that impacts them, but how it impacts the people around us, right? And what also, the change in Roe v. Wade means for other things that are in the horizon and in the court's docket. I mean, we're talking about same-sex marriage. We're talking about access to contraception. We're talking about things that will impact the lives of so many people. And if you think about where we're going with work and where we're going with companies and how people are realizing what they need and what they want from the place that they work, this impacts their well-being. Like, you know, you're very much into the the information on well-being and stats and that's how do you support the people around you even when the issue does not affect you here's where we all have to be allies to each other and not just on in the sense of like oh i'll you know companies will pay for you to go and have an abortion or you know if you need it but are people doing okay with just the news and the impact of feeling their rights taken away? Are people doing mentally and emotionally okay? And how do you support them? 
I love that, Maricela. And it, look, I mean, what you're saying is you don't have to agree with people, but you can be here for them. Exactly. Wonderful. Is there anything more uh, about Elevate you'd like to get into, uh, you know, before we, we go into our next segment? I want to make sure that we're covering everything that you want to from the core issues here. We do. We are long form. We do like to go deep. Uh, you are the guest. Is there anything else you'd like to share in these parts of our conversation? Hmm. You know, I think it's something I've been thinking a lot about is how Elevate. Hold on. So the thing is, the last three weeks, because it's been three weeks since I've been taking on this role, and although I have been at Elevate for 10 years, it definitely has me thinking a lot of how we've evolved and how we've, and where we're going. I, I, I see this as a moment for Elevate to become Elevate 3.0. And one of the things I'm thinking more and more about is that intersection between well-being, professional development, and purpose and how we are kind of in the intersection of the three when you think about the activism, when you think about the connections, when you think about the professional development. And it's mind boggling, but that's just really human needs and human behavior and most innate needs for motivation and to feel connected and to feel that you belong somewhere. And the only way to do that is to be open to other people who are not like you. So I'm 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 really focused or at Elevate, we're really focused in building these spaces for people to come together to meet people who might not be who they might not be any other way. And I would say just kind of like a reminder to everyone that that, that matters and that these connections enrich your life. So if you're looking for, you know, kind of that, we we are here for you. Um, having people who you can turn to for advice, having people that you can turn to for a different perspective is so needed that, um, I don't know, I just want, I want to mention that in a way of keep your mind open. Right, you look, I, I uh, you know, we've had a conversation uh, prior to the, the show and uh you know week before when you were really fresh into the <laughs> into the job and uh and first and foremost i'm so happy for you i mean like look you know you're at a place for 10 years you have great passion for it you have a voice but it's not the only voice and so you don't always get your way now you you the, you're the big you're in the big chair and uh that sense of freedom to be able to to have a vision and still you know coming to a sense of clarity about that that vision for elevate 3.0 um, has got to feel great because, because now, you know, you, that's you, you, you get to hear everyone's voice and make the, make the decisions and, you know, and shape that. You know, I, I'll, I'll be honest and I'll be fair. Um, Chrissy, our former CEO and I are, are actually really good friends and we work together really, really well. So I was, I was basically, I was doing the CEO role before. So a lot of what we were doing was also a collaboration between the two of us. So it's, it's, I'm kind of just trying to build on that foundation sure. that Christy put together that she left behind. I, it's funny and, you know, a whole story for another day, but when I came in, I came in 10 years ago with the founder and we were three people. So I've been able to see this company and have an effect in this company and this culture and this 
community for a really long time. And when I say the culture, that's really important to me because I am so into organizational culture, organizational psychology, and how we can make uh, better businesses. I just, it's, to me, is fascinating. And I've used Elevate as a little like lab, right? Like, let's, let's, let's see what we can do here that might be interesting. You know, but today it's a Friday. I'm, I'm at home because I have a four day work week. Um, it, different things that we've been trying to build out um, that's been interesting. And I wouldn't have been able to do it if the leadership at Elevate wasn't so great. Right. Um, so, yeah. So it's just exciting. And I'm very much into the idea of how can we take the foundation we have and how can we bring it to the next level? Yeah, you know, it, I'm glad you mentioned what you did about Christy. And I, I did have the opportunity to hear Elevate has a podcast, Conversations with Women Changing the Face of Business. Uh, great job on that. And I heard the two of you together and, you know, the, the camaraderie <laughs> is very uh, evident. And so, yeah, I mean, it's not that there was like any major descent to what your voice was prior to just being the big cheese. That's all. <laughs> so um, thank you very much for sharing that, Maricela. We're going to jump into uh, the next part where I'm going to share my screen here. This is a, uh, for some people, a fan favorite. We have the Wheel of Insights, uh, which spun on its own. We're gonna, we're, we're going to, it, it spun on its own. <laughs> so the first question, now, now as the guest, you can uh, pass or go to the next one. Would you, well, since you're a Marvel fan, we're talking about superpowers here. Would you prefer to have the power of teleportation or flying? Teleportation. Wow. Um, that's an easy one for me because it would take me a hell of a long time to fly <laughs> if I want to go to London and see my nephew and my brother or if I want to go back home to El Salvador. So I think uh, I'd rather just blink and be there. Okay. Yeah, it'd be fun to fly for a little bit, but it would probably get old after a while. But teleportation, I'm right, where, I'm right there with you. Okay, let's go again. Ah, this has come to influential mentor. Oh. You know, right. now you can pass if you're afraid to choose. You're like, I don't want to favor any one person. I'm sure you have a lot of mentors. No, you want to go for it? I'll go for it. I'll go for it. Uh, I've been really lucky honestly, with the people I've worked for, but I credit a lot of my, the way of thinking and the way of work, you know, I'm talking specifically about professional life to my first boss, who actually was also uh, one of my professors in college. He was a dude. Um, he really fought to get me into, so my, my, in my past life, I was a banker. So I was doing real estate finance in Mexico and it's, you know, like a very different world than the one I'm in now. Sure. And he, since so I'm from El Salvador, he actually stood up for me so much so that they would hire me. They didn't even want to hire me because they would need to, you know, get me a visa or this or that. And I don't know, I, I quote him a lot, actually. Uh, he taught me how to find the yes in things he would always every time there was a no on something he was like don't no no don't say no tell me how we're gonna get to yes and and I think that's and I use it now with my with my team just yesterday I said that to someone um so yeah he 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 was he was great I like that dude yeah he's great yeah I mean it, he basically got a 
a uh, quasi insight to live by into the show with the with the get the yes instead of the no. I have yeah. never had that one before, so I like to call it out. That's that's great. That's great. What's his What's his name? Johnny Johnny Cervantes. Excellent. All right. Well, yeah, please give regards. Thank him for that insight, and that leads us to your insights, Maricela. As you know, our featured segment, three insights to live by. These life lessons can be about anything, anything at all. So, uh, what is your first insight to live by, Maricela? You've had me thinking about this for a while. I'm not gonna lie. I spent like since last time we talked, I was like, oh my god, what, what are my insights? To so live please. By? See- I've never really thought about that but you know um I have my Maricelaisms I'm gonna leave those on the side but I did I did think of like three things that are very core for me and and that are very important and one is take the time to know yourself I think we don't do that enough as humans we absolutely take the time to get to know other people, maybe, maybe not, but how much do you really understand your motivations? How much do you really understand your emotions? How much do you really understand what you really want? And your emotions can give you, a, your feelings and thought patterns can give you a lot of information that sometimes you might not want to see. Um, I think about this a lot because the only way you're going to find happiness is if you know what you want. And knowing what you want many, many times is influenced by society, by the rules or by the norms or by what is meant to be. So I, I had to learn this the hard way. Um, like I said, I was a banker. When I came to New York, my thought was I'm going to be a banker in New York. Like I came in to do my, my right. MBK and that was it. Every time I tried to talk to someone, I just did not feel right. Or every interview I went to, there was something off. And yet I was like, but that's how I'm going to make money. And that's how I'm going to be successful. And the success, you know, that is determined by our society. And it took me a long time to realize that like my feelings were telling me something and that I knew I had to get to know myself a lot better and redefine what success would mean to me. And you can't, again, you can't do that. You can't redefine success. You can't redefine your path if you don't know yourself enough. So that would be my first one. Well, I'm, I'm really glad that you called it out. It's not anything we've really quite discussed. And, you know, it's so true. So many people are living life by default instead of by design yes. and you know to to i'm trying to think of the metaphor that kind of went through my head it's like jumping in a car and not knowing where you're going without a gps or map and then let 10 years go by and you're nowhere right it's and, and you achieved what um in reflection of knowing yourself and your purpose and there generally speaking from my experience it is a relatively small percent of the population certainly i think a minority of people, and I have an opinion on this, that are really awake, that are that are really have done the work, uh, self-work to to look inward and really know the answers to the things that you're bringing up, I, right? Yeah, I think so. I think I think you don't. It, we just don't take the time to do it, because that actually brings me to my second one. Right, I was is- going to say, what's more important? All right, we're <laughs> second insight to live by. Perfect segue 
You're on the ball, Maricela. As I just said, we don't take the time to do that. My second one actually has to do with time. And it's the fact that we are all running against it. We have a terrible relationship with time as humans. Um, and how many times do you think like, oh, there's not enough time? It's very common for us to say that. But the thing is, we have to change our relationship with time and we have to change our relationship, I believe, to focus on our energy and our motivation and how do we manage that? Because there will never be enough time. So how do you bring yourself to be in a position where you're recharging your energy stores, where you're getting yourself to that point of flow instead of that point of burnout or that point of stress? Like, how do you instead of thinking of time and how many hours you have in the day, because that will not change. Think about how you better manage your energy and what are the things that are more important where you should put that energy towards. Well, I got to say, Maricela, uh, you know, my chapter six, energy management. <laughs> and uh, and I know that you don't know that, but uh, I, I hear very few people speak to it. It's something I, I advocate uh, often. Uh, in in writings and and then some and you know this is certainly about you but you know that time to energy shifter and as an entrepreneur I've now just crossed the twenty year mark you know going day in and day out and and now with a lot of people um, at least hybrid or or, or at home uh, remotely managing your days by energy instead of time is the absolute key to uh, your productivity. Uh, as well as your work-life balance, as well as to some degrees, your joy and happiness. So, you know, it's not like the stakes are high or anything about it, um, but it's so true. And if you just, it doesn't take, a, if you just do it, right. It's, it's one of those things you're like, oh, it's a habit. It's really not. It's kind of, cause you're already organizing your day. It's not, you're already making conscious decisions about your to-do list. And it really can be just as simple as, well, oh, I feel really great this morning. You know, the, the writing I have to do. Uh, you know, uh, reconciling my finances, you know, the things that take that brain power, go do it. And then when you're in the middle of the afternoon and you're fried, you know, if you're home, you still got the laundry, you still got, you know, a lot of things that are, are mindless. And the more that you can align that, um, the more time you do feel like you have, the, the better spend it is. And by far, the more productive you are and the quality of that productivity is higher. So if you can't tell Marcel, I agree with you. Yeah. And I, you know, it's, it's, I've been thinking about it a lot, especially when you think about how you can, how you shift sometimes from having a lot of energy, positive energy, you're kind of in the flow, you're kind of doing stuff, but then you get stressed. And then most of us kind of just keep going on that path instead of reminding ourselves, we need to break that path because if not, we've just depleted all our energy sources and you know, put your oxygen mask on first, be okay, recharge, don't get burnt out so that you can, again, manage your energy in a more productive way. Well, again, it's the right message too, because we've seen on the well-being uh, front, the uh, issue, the incidences, very high incidences, vast majority of people confronted with burnout and uh, related uh, strains. Um, from a lot of things. So we'll, we'll stay off that tangent because we'd go there for some time. But that does bring us to your third and final insight to live by. Is this a, is this a big kahuna? Have you saved this for the last one? Or it's kind of on a level playing field? Or um, you don't have to answer that. You just say, say what it is. Well, funnily enough, this is the one I didn't prepare. Because ah. I guess 
it would be you know why it's like when I was thinking about it I kind of left it open because I think you should always leave room for the magic leave room for kind of what inspires you what intuition you're hearing from yourself if you get to know yourself well if you get to know your you know what you're motivated by it'll drive you so I think listening to that listening to your values listening to what you really care about and then don't prepare everything right like don't don't just yes be prepared obviously yes know your stuff but leave room for the magic just leave room for a little bit of what may happen because nothing is certain in the world so, so we know that so you know being prepared for a little curveball well I, I'll, t- I'll tell you when you started that out you really built it up you set the bar high you know about you know <laughs> and you delivered uh yes 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 uh look i mean you know, it translates in a number of ways about going with the flow, but even more so earned confidence is, is something that we speak to. And you got to trust yourself and you can just think on your feet. You don't need to over-prepare. You got to leave room for that magic. Um, we have to talk more often. Yeah. I know you're busy, but I really like you. So um, thank you for that. And would it be okay before we close out here uh, to go back to the wheel? For sure. Maybe see where it lands all right let's go back in to our wheel of insights about this is is here we go (laughs) this is not an easy one you uh (laughs) you could pass on this or and you could change it um but it's it says year 2000 time capsule if we were going to open a time capsule that you put things in in the year 2000 what would be in it not an easy question you can we can go off the next one. Nothing good. So why don't we? Moving on to and past the year 2000. Terrible question. And it brings us to your guilty pleasure. Oh, um, what is my guilty pleasure? Uh, God, I'm a huge sweets fan. Like I just indulge way too much on cookies and sweets and all that. And it's not what I should be doing considering I am currently training for a marathon. So not great. Well, hey, look, you know, you're going to burn a lot of calories. Maybe it'll even out for you. That's the no. Uh, that's the problem, because now I'm giving myself that excuse. Oh, uh, 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 well, I know myself. I, that's what I would do. But you seem to be more disciplined than me. So I guess I'll just have to give it. It's happening. Fair to yeah. me. Um, any final thoughts before we close out here? No, um, you know, I I would say. If anything, I can leave uh, leave people with with what I've said right now and kind of like bringing everything back together. Know yourself, know what you stand for. Um, take time to do that. And then really remember that you have an impact on all the people you touch. It doesn't matter how little or how much time you spend with someone, you will have an impact and you can have an impact. We all have more power than we realize. We all have more, a lot of us have a lot of privilege. So how do you use that? How do you use your skills? How do you use your privilege to the best of your ability to leave the world a little bit better? Um, Because that's the only way we can actually make things not suck as they suck right now, which is by doing all of us a little bit at a time. So 
Right. And, uh, you know, we have like a bonus insight to live by here in a way. And I, I want to acknowledge that, uh, you know, in and around that energy management, you know, if you're going through life and you're not aware of that, we're, you know, you're going to impact people no matter what. That's what happens. But to but to recognize that if you're not aware of it, you could be impacting people in a negative way that you never would want to. And you'll never be the wiser uh, that you did. They're the ones that kind of come away from that exchange. But if you're intentional about it uh, and and even to the point uh, and I'll, I'll close out with this, because like you're hitting every passion uh, concept <laughs> for me um, is even just to, even when you're just going out and you're you know meeting someone for the first time and it's, you know, an exchange with anyone at the grocery store or the pharmacy or, you know, your server at a restaurant. Just be conscious about that. Make them smile. You know, like that, be, when you're intentional, that makes you feel good. So you're giving yourself the gift of that positive energy exchange. So thank you, Maricela. Now, I will say we'll have this in the show notes, but you can find more about Elevate Network at ELL, well, elevatenetwork.com, E L L E V A T E Network. Yep. Double L. Double L. Yeah. I mean, it was really. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow, I hope I get this right as I'm looking on my screens, <laughs> working through those letters. Maricela, thank you so much for a wonderful conversation. Wonderful to have you on the show and so appreciate you making time. Thanks. Wish you all the best. This was, this was lots of fun. Thanks. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Insights to Live By. Please feel welcome to connect with me on LinkedIn and Instagram and make the most of our free resources to improve your life for good at mattzinman.com. Wishing you and yours an enriching day, and we'll see you next time.